you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delayed handoff. Here he is again. And touchdown, New England. Kevin Harris is first. Hopkins, three catches, 49 yards. Over the middle, here he is. Loses the ball, picked up. By New England and touchdown, Raquan McMillan. Low snap. McCoy got hit as he let it go and he's picked. Marcus Jones. And another takeaway by this New England defense. Move over, LeBron. Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, we have a new big three. It's in the NFL. It's the Patriots' three touchdown scorers on Monday night. Kevin Harris, Raekwon McMillan, and Pierre Strong. The Patriots are 7-6. and six. They won a football game 27-13. to 13. Uh, That was mostly memorable in being forgettable and being depressing, unfortunately, because of all the injuries. I'm with a guest that makes me the opposite of depressed, though, and that's Nate Tice from The Athletic, my friend, my football friend. Can I call you a friend, Nate? Yes, absolutely. We've enjoyed dinner together. We've broken bread. That counts. I I think... I think that's I think that's friendship right there outside of just the football uh, disclaimer. But that I don't know. I, I thank you for letting me enjoy that game. Uh, <laughs> you, you would not have watched that game as closely, I bet, if you were not doing I, this. As I was watching the end of the fourth quarter, uh, doing my Channel Five coverage, I was thinking many people have turned this game off because it, it felt it was a long game and it, and it was sad because of the Kyler Murray injury. But uh, maybe in April or May we'll miss having games like this, yes. Nate. This is a game I watched, yeah, in May or June, and I might give myself like, oh, I got to watch like Jacoby Myers or something like that, you know, but he didn't play tonight. God dang it. So not, that's not even a good one. Kyle Duggar. I'm getting a little shout out to Kyle Duggar, and I'm watching that, and then I'm like, yeah, this is great, and this is the these are the games you miss because you're watching the last <laughs> month of the season, and then you don't realize like, the like stir craziness that week 14 can bring, a Monday night schlock game like this. Uh, Troy Aikman sounded like he was ready like to like just quit on the spot. He was not, 
he was not happy with that game. It's happened a few times, on. and there there will be flex uh, games in Monday Night Football weeks 14 through 17 starting next year. Not sure exactly how that works. They're going to take it off Sunday, but you're right. Troy yeah. uh, was very frustrated with the pre-snap penalties, the injuries, and everything else. These type of penalties, I mean, it's just, this is, I think it's still professional football, but this is, this is amazing. <laughs> it's happened more than <laughs> once, and I like the cranky Troy, and I'm sure the money he got from ESPN has made it all worth it, but uh, the schedule just hasn't <laughs> always worked out. The games have been exciting on Monday night. This one was not, let's start with yeah. Kyler Murray's injury, though, because, the Patriots are 7-6. and six. We can talk about th- them moving forward. The Cardinals season is obviously beyond over at, at 4-9. and nine. But Kyler Murray uh, hurt his knee, non-contact injury. I believe it was the third play of the game. Looked a lot like the Zach Wilson injury in the preseason. Uh, but early reporting from ESPN, at least, is that uh, th- there's fear that it's a torn ACL. We haven't uh, gone that far at NFL Network. We'll see if if that is an ACL, what a um, depressing end to uh, a depressing season. And, and it does make you wonder uh, about the, the kind of team that Kyler Murray, Murray will return to, Nate. Yeah, it's, I mean, this Cardinals team needs a lot of help, not just, and what they call day week to week, you know, they do some fun stuff on defense, but just there's so many holes on this roster and it's got a lot of aging vets anyway. So you got that terrible balance of aging vets, but also you have holes. So you're kind of not exactly the way you want to build your roster. And it was a frustrating year for Kyler, like you already said, and Colt McCoy has already had to start games again, like he did last year. Last year, he was, you know, emerging, having some of the best stretches of his entire career, and then he gets hurt. Cole McCoy comes in and plays well. And really, it seems like since then, this past year-ish and two months, has been just real rough for the Cardinals franchise and for Kyler. And uh, I don't know, his the the first thing you think of is just because of his athletic ability, which he has to win with. Um, Kyler is kind of a little bit underrated as a pocket passer because he throws a beautiful deep ball and he can really attack. So it's not like the ACL just ruins his whole game, but it just, you know, it's, it stinks because it's another injury that he's accumulating. And now he's, he's had a few throughout his short career. Thank God he already has been paid, uh, but it kind of just stinks. And it's just been one of those years for the Cardinals. And I can't believe hard knocks is actually covering it because this is like, just seems like a season from, from hell for them for now. I didn't watch the last one after uh, I was disappointed how they, glossed over the offensive line coach firing in Mexico. I mean, it wasn't yeah, that, that, was that long crazy. ago that we were, I was here talking to uh, a Cardinals fan, Jason Zumwalt, about a different depressing Cardinals loss on Monday Night Football, and here they are back. Look, Kyler Murray's only 25 years old, and I think Troy Aikman pointed it out. He played really well in that Chargers game, which actually gave me a little hope that, yeah. okay, after watching Colt McCoy for a couple of weeks move the offense by making quicker decisions, maybe Kyler had learned something there. Be- because I, kn- I know not many people probably were locked into that Chargers-Cardinals game, but for three quarters, I think it m- might have been Kyler Murray's best game of the year. And then in typical Cardinals fashion, everything uh, went to hell in the fourth quarter. He he didn't run as much early this season. They tried to avoid that. And then they realized they needed to start winning games, so he started running like crazy and very effectively, he ends up with 415 yards in only 10 games this year, almost as much as he did in 14 games last year. And yet an ACL injury for him to me, I, I hear what you're saying. He's a great thrower of the football. I, I'd put him in 
top five just in terms of like throws a beautiful ball. Yeah, he does throw a beautiful ball, especially the deep balls. No, it's I it's uh that that Chargers game, that's so funny you brought it up because it felt like it was two franchises just trying the you know, what what's the saying? You're the jaws of victory. Like they were trying to both like wrench it away. Like and that's what it felt like until Herbert at the end did some amazing things and like built off of that game a little bit. But Kyler as a scrambler, and it felt like this season, it felt like last year, especially he had more of that control of when to scramble, when not to, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, he's doing it to take advantage. And it felt like, like you said, that's a great way to put it. Hey, we need to win some games. We just got extensions and this guy just got paid. Let's, uh, let's actually use him a little bit. And that's the thing with, with Kyler is that you don't, he's really good at avoiding hits. He kind of has that Wayne Gretzky ability where he does avoid the hard shots, but they, they do accumulate that. That's the thing, especially when you have a porous offensive line. Remember that Rams playoff game last year, it was just the poor guy was breaking, had to break contain every single time. So they have to fix the offensive line. If they're just going to have, you know, Kyler just 10% maybe of his quickness and athletic ability sapped. And that's not saying that I will, but that's always a possibility when you get especially knee injuries like this. Right. I Yeah, I, of course I remember that playoff game. I will never forget the look looks on my children's faces uh, at their first playoff games ever. Um, my daughter, a huge Rams fan, as Kyler just like threw the ball up in the air uh, for a Rams defensive touchdown to make it 21 nothing after about 20 minutes of play. And uh, it was like Christmas. And th- that <laughs> was preceded, you know, uh, preceded a contract extension for Cliff Kingsbury, a contract extension for Steve Keim, and the second biggest uh, contract in NFL history in terms of guaranteed money for Kyler Murray. I personally don't think Cliff and Steve Keim will be back next year. There's already been a little – there's been some rumblings that 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 maybe – the contract extensions will not prevent Michael Bidwell from making a change. I think it's a, a possibility um, to look at for a, a Sean Payton team because I think Ooh. they're an organization that would just hand the keys over to mm-hmm. Sean Payton and let him do whatever he wanted. And there's yep. the quarterback there. But now you look at Kyler Murray, and, and the point I was trying to get bef- to before was, yeah, he he's not totally relying on his mobility, but yeah. this injury is being suffered in December. We just saw different players recover differently. Tredavious yes. White is just coming back now. Right. Robert Woods, who suffered that injury early, right? Before the season yeah. last year, is is or no, he he suffered no, it during middle of the year. Middle of the year yeah. You know, is slowly working his way back. Odell Beckham is not back on the field. Yeah. You just don't know how it's going to be and I think you have to think uh, about two things. Number one, how are you going to handle 2023 uh, until yeah. Kyler Murray's back? And then more importantly, is Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Keim the people to get the most out of him just in terms of the offensive scheme, Nate, which which you're, uh, you specialize at, and the personnel and, and ability to protect him? I've I've – anyone that's listened to the Athletic Football Show, a little plug there, is – I, I've kind of gotten on Cliff and just what this offense is. And the it's somehow simple and complex at the same time and not complex in a good way. Um, they do a lot while doing nothing. And and <laughs> last year, especially uh, with DeAndre, I would get really frustrated. And this is just the classic air raid type of rules is that they'd have left and right receivers. And, you know, DeAndre Hopkins on one side, Adrian Green on the other. And they kind of mixed it up a little bit this year when DeAndre Hopkins came back, but then and so we fell away from that, moving him to the slot and everything. So it's, and they don't run a ton of concepts. So 
there's a lot of times where just everything feels tight. They've actually had like a really creative run game, which uh, under Cliff Kingsbury, which has been like a nice surprise, especially like short yardage stuff. But and, in, like, and a, a decent offensive line considering the personnel until this year when everyone got hurt. Wait, especially last year, like Rodney Hudson was a big boon mm-hmm. for them, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's more of, yeah, it was a, some of its parts kind of offensive line and that some of it was ball getting get rid of the ball quickly and, or pushing the ball quickly, you know, both the kind of the, that really helps out the offensive line, a lot of movement stuff. And what I kind of got would frustrated with, with this offense is that they would use a lot of screens underneath stuff while also running the ball. And I feel like offenses that do that are very redundant. You know, it's either you have to attack short, the attack the defense short by running it or throwing underneath, throwing screens and attack deep. You have to have the layups and the threes in your offense. So it was an offense of just a bunch of short shots. And that's hard to win that way because you have to be brutally efficient over and over. And as you see tonight, tonight's a perfect example. How many pre-snap penalties this offense gets? You're not getting that efficient play that you need to run this super efficient offense. So I get kind of frustrated with it. I get it that they have the same terminology Kyler's used to since college and high school. But it's like, all right, it's the NFL. You're a new coach will come in and be great and and actually you know put in stuff that actually is works outside just mesh and, and quick screens and all that kind of stuff over and over and over. Right. Kyler Murray was averaging 6.1 yards per attempt. That is one of the lowest numbers of any starting quarterback in the league uh, going into this game. I just think we've seen enough, and I think the offense has taken a step back, and there's no way they're getting out of this Kyler contract, and I don't think they would want to get out of this Kyler contract, and they shouldn't want to get out of this Kyler contract. I, I think you can look at a way to try to maximize him and your overall team more by moving on. And uh, yeah, you mentioned tonight and DeAndre Hopkins. Let's transition into the game. The game turned on a DeAndre Hopkins fumble by your boy, Kyle Duggar. So at least one of your guys did something tonight. And uh, Raekwon Raekwon McMillan, a scoop and score. Yeah, not one of my guys. McMillan is not one. (laughs) Duggar is is one of your guys. Duggar is. Uh, Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins went for the, um, uh, the Walter Payton the one the one hand hold he does that sometimes because he has those big mitts you know that's how he carried the ball but Duggar Duggar just makes plays man I, that's that's why he's shown when I was watching that Patriots defense last year I was like who the, who the heck's this twenty three guy because they one of my favorite like I'm not huge a prop better you know even though I live in Vegas but one of my like little sneaky bets every week or every couple of weeks if I like it is tight end unders against the Patriots so like last week uh, Dawson Knox versus the Patriots defense. I took all of his unders because Kyle Duggar is like the tight end eraser mm. when they run man coverage. He is just so good at that, but he's just has a nose for the ball. He's just one of the, he's a hard hitter. He's fast and he's smart. It's a great combo. Um, but yeah, that's one of my guys. And uh, Dietrich Weiss has had a nice year. Um, Although he, got, like he his, got washed out on a, on a James Conner touchdown early in this oh, game today, where he I just, know. he just got pushed into the end zone from about 10 yards away. That was a score that made it 13 to six. Later on in that first half, the Cardinals had a, or rather, a 13 to 7. Later on, the Cardinals had a chance uh, to potentially go up 16 to 7. It would have been a 50 yard field goal or so. Prater had missed one from that distance yep. uh, earlier. Instead, they go for the fourth down. Uh, Jelani Tavai gets a hand on a little pass from Colt McCoy. And Mac Jones and the Patriots offense end up getting three before halftime, tack on another three at, after that. And that helped turn the game around because I'm telling you, 
the Patriots won this game 27-13. to 13. At no point did uh, I feel like the Patriots were particularly the better team. And uh, it was one of the more depressing Patriots games, I think, of the last of the Belichick era that they won, and yet they won the game. Yeah. Do you do you agree with that that assess all of that assessment? As someone that's watched a lot of Patriots victories from afar, I'm not like chalking up all these like sad victories. I guess that they've had the only one I brought up to you when you texted me that was. 2008 week one that's probably got to be up there so this maybe maybe on the podium after that which screen pass did you like the most like did, did like uh, there might have been 15 screens they're, they're <laughs> trying to game. just construct an entire <laughs> offense out of screens uh the patriots yeah. are and the cardinals for the most part were all over and and the reason why i, I sound frustrated and i'm not as focused on the win is it just felt like two bad teams a lot of bad ball a lot of pre-snap penalties, a lot of mental errors, and two teams that almost were waiting for the other team to lose the game. And the Patriots are better at that, ultimately, and they have had a knack of at 13-13, we we were talking, doing this broadcast for Channel 5, that's like, this game is going to be won by a weird defensive score or special teams play because that's the way that Patriots win games this year, usually against backup quality quarterbacks. And it ended up being on a strip from DeAndre Hopkins. The Patriots do get a touchdown uh, drive shortly thereafter, five plays, 63 yards with a nice seam pass to Hunter Henry. And And it's typical of the Patriots' offensive season. Like, there are plays here or there. They're not a bottom five offense. They're just outside of that. There are plays here and there, but there's almost no consistency. So as a former quarterback, people might not know, you know, you work at the athletic, you're a full-time media guy now for the first time ever this season. Congratulations. How's that going? Thank you. It's great. I'm devolving in my outfits as I come on the show. I think the first time I had quaffed hair and okay. I'm like getting worse and worse every time I come on. So it's good. Media life is good. Because you you've been you were in the league, uh yeah. in various leagues, coaching, front office, <laughs> biz then business at a little bit after league, but now you're full time media. But way back in the yeah. day, you know, you, you were a player, you were a backup quarterback to Russell Wilson um, yes. back at Wisconsin. Give me your thought of this. Patriots offense like tonight and how it's progressed over the season even though they ran a ton of screens tonight it's an offense that makes everything hard uh the, a lot of the run game is right at you uh in the sense that it's more of like a bully ball style which I mean it makes sense like who's coaching this offense and what they probably think of offensive teams but there's not it's a lot of just at you runs that I would usually have if I have a dominant offensive line if I have the Eagles or even the Cowboys this year, I would be running this type of offense, but I I don't have that type of offensive line. I think passing game wise, um, again, it's another offense that tries to run a little too much quick game for my liking. I actually and think for Matt Jones's a... liking, apparently. And oh he was God, getting all fired up again tonight. I agreed with him. He was a like, run the ball. I know. I agree with him. Uh even though they run all these screens, it just doesn't feel like a lot of easy buttons are in this offense. Not a lot of naked sprint outs, just making it easy on Mac Jones. You know, they put a lot on him, which is like, that's, it's really cool to watch his pre-snap operation, but it's sometimes it's like, Hey, can you guys make it a little easier on him? The Dolphins game in week one is the one that stands out my mind. Like he, he like sorts out three guys. He gets two guys lined up, his wristbands flapping up and down, and then he gets sawed in half. Uh, like, can, can <laughs> we give said, you like, a little, like uh make it like, Kirk Cousins play action like Kirk Cousins been in the league 10 years like can we just simplify it a little bit here here and there that's what it is that's uh, and 
that when he's there's a misconception about Mac Jones, especially when he came from Alabama. Everyone's like thinks Alabama ran this pro style offense. It was a shotgun heavy RPO offense that like was just ding- I mean, it would overs and crossers and deep sail routes, which are like corner routes. And it just doesn't feel like they throw any of those with the Patriots. It's all go balls and hitches, not stuff on the move. Mac Jones is very accurate. He's best at throwing stuff on the move. And this offense just feels very static and an off. And he's more of a fluid thrower in a weird way, which you wouldn't expect, but he's super accurate when he's, and when he's hot, he can really anticipate, but I don't think they ever get to do that. It's all stops and go balls, pin it on them, which is more like, big arm quarterback throws. Right. And people will see this game. They end up with 27 points. Uh, they did have that touchdown drive in the second half and think, oh, okay, maybe there's progress. But, man, they had a mm-hmm. million drives in this game. They had uh, 12 total drives, which is a lot for an NFL game, a yeah. lot of punts. Uh, he had the interception where he didn't really feel the pressure. A year ago, I thought his pre-snap, um, you know, decision-making and his post-snap feel of the pocket and anticipation and accuracy were all like NFL starter quality. And he was a rookie quarterback. And when I've seen that generally, that means this guy's going to have a good career. And it seemed like he was on that path. And this year, I'm, I'm not a former quarterback, but you can almost see all the different things happening in his head and when I when he goes back to pass, the thing that's really telling to me, and this happened a, a number of times tonight, is like he's seeing the pass rush. He's not staying as patient, and there'll be like really good plays sprinkled in here and there, but he just doesn't seem comfortable or that he really has a total handle on what's going on out there between him and, and all of his receivers. No, I, I completely agree with that. I think that's it, why I had you great. on. Just agree very- with me nonstop. <laughs> I'm just that the Midwest sensibility. The no, the the what was very telling was when Bailey Zappi had his moment of in the spotlight, and all of a sudden he goes in there and they like kept running all these heavy play action with two man routes and just making it really simple with a big, nice, big pocket, deep pocket for him. And then Mac Jones goes back in. It's like shotgun, quick game, shotgun, quick game, run the ball. Did it, and it was why it's like just i i the fact that you brought that up that he can mentally handle it and and work in the pocket and that's what i agree like the question was always about mac jones's ceiling it was more that like he's gonna have a high floor he's gonna do everything he can he's accurate he can work from the pocket and this year it's more like they're like no he can do that let's make sure it's everything's on expert mode as opposed to like just once in a while just you know, help a brother out and help this guy out. I, I mean, yes, they ran like 20 screens tonight, but just outside, like you said, the play action stuff, the, you know, RPOs, like I, I'm not a guy that's a huge believer in RPOs, but you still need them, especially just to make everything else open up. And it feels, everything just feels tight in this offense. And I agree with you. It's he's really digressed. And mm. I, I thought, yeah, I just didn't think that he, this, his play would, I thought it would always be safe. Like he'd always just have that kind of above average floor always. And it's kind of weird because his super weapon is that pocket movement. He's actually an underrated scrambler, um, which is kind of like, he's a very efficient scrambler. So like he knows what his tools are. And this year it just feels like he's just in the deep end and just can't get out of it. So they lost their offensive line coach, Carmen uh, Brasillo to the Raiders. Raiders, right. And then you get the Patricia judge poo-poo platter trying to cover offensive line coach, quarterback coach, and calling the plays when neither have the experience, Except and the they've, title's special assistant, right? right? And they've some, and they've won seven games, which is like a reminder 
to me, and I say this all the time, like it's it's not that hard uh, to win like six or seven games in the NFL in the sense that like there's not that much separating sometimes a six or seven win team right. and, and a 10 win team. And I think the Patriots have figured out how to beat bad teams for the most part and beat bad quarterbacks. And that's defensive game planning. And that's like a pretty good amount of young talent. And that's just been like na- navigating these potholes on the offense somehow. But that's not going to get you anywhere. The trick is though... There are so many injuries in this game. We should mention just quickly. That It's why I think we're sounding a little bummed out. It's like Kyler it's, three plays into the game, right? Then yes. the Patriots' best offensive player, Ramondre Stevenson, got hurt, yep. hurt his ankle, re-entered briefly, and then left. Jack Jones, who's been a terrific rookie yes. starting cornerback, uh, left the game and did not come back. The Cardinals lost Marco Wilson, who's one of their uh, good cornerbacks uh, early in the game. And Devontae Parker left with a concussion early in the game. The best thing I've seen Nelson Aguilar do pretty much all season for this Patriots team was prevent the next play from happening when uh, Devontae Parker was not... you know, right that he had been yeah. concussed, and they were, and Parker still lined up for the next play, and uh, Aguilar thankfully got that shut down. He he did have a couple drops in the game. I don't really have a question. It's just like Hunter Henry, born Aguilar. What what is going on just here? The the poo poo platter is exactly it. That's what all these receivers in, in tight ends, even like Hunter Henry. It's like I want him on other teams like i want one of like i want kendrick Bourne with a better offense or or hunter henry with a better offense then it's like it's all these kind of threes you it know took, it like, took uh jacoby myers being hurt and parker um being hurt for them to finally yeah. get kendrick Bourne on the field every down well, even he's though he's one man. of their most explosive players well he he doesn't do what the coaches ask apparently sometimes or m- mental errors and they've just been rotating you know without stevenson and De- and damian harris they got damian pierre harris, strong yeah. and kevin harrison a couple of rookies who who made enough plays pierre strong had a 44 yarder in there they they found a way to win for a while it really looked like they would lose to Robbie Anderson making plays and Colt McCoy and, and James Conner running all over them. They run, they run, had run. more um, open receivers, I felt like, in this game. Like, Cliff schemed up more open receivers than the Patriots could. Especially over the the middle, like, which was, I thought, was where they really wadded up. And at the end, like, DeAndre Hopkins started to get his, but that's always the classic, you know, Patriots defense. They double the number one receiver. I thought it was going to be a bigger Hollywood Brown game, but it turned out to be the Robbie Anderson game, which makes sense because again, it's over the middle. They are uh, the Cardinals are comfortable being with a lot of sub with a lot of receivers on the field, so it's testing your depth. If you're the Patriots defense, even though they like to play a lot of DBs and corners and everything, it's still you know they're going to find a matchup over time. But that's the thing. I actually thought this would be a, a scary game for the Patriots defense because of Kyler's running ability. Oh, so I like did when, too. I, oh, I, yeah. And even even at 13-7, it really took Marquise Hollywood-Brown dropping a fourth down. Yes. That was nothing that the Patriots did that they could have been going in uh, for another touchdown. It was the pre-snap penalties made some of those uh, third and fourth downs harder for Arizona. And then at the end, to give the Patriots some credit, and they should get it, their, their pass rusher, Josh Uche, and Matthew Juden ha- have great, been man. fantastic this year, especially in these late closing situations. And they end up eating uh, Uche with three sacks, Judon with another sack and a half. He's up to 14 and a half. He has a chance to set the Patriots uh, franchise single season record with a few more. Who and, has it? Uh, I think it's Tippett. 
Uh, I could check uh-huh. on that for you. Uh, yeah. But I think it was like 18 or something uh, fairly high. But Junon could also lead the league. And they're getting a lot of production out of their rookies, including Marcus Jones, who played a lot of offense tonight. Yeah. Caught a pass. A lot of cornerback tonight. Uh, and um, they have some fun young players, at least, the yep. New England Patriots. I, I love Uche, and and he's really coming into his own this last month. Playing against a lot of bad right tackles helps too. And a lot of the offensive tackles really does help. But he's he's good. He's a different because he's a different type of pass rusher than the Patriots usually usually have. Like Judon's kind of like a super version of the long pocket pushers. Like Judon, I feel like all of his sacks come as a looper as he like gets onto some guard. And He's a better like, version of Chase Winovich. They never have time for guys who are great pure pass rushers. I don't know why. Uche's won. Like they finally have one. They have a guy with some twitch and bend, and it's just. I think Belichick's like, hey, this is nice. I don't. I don't need four of these pocket pushers. I could just get one guy that beats up on but these. But they tackles. still don't play him that much. He literally leads the NFL in pass rush pressure rate in terms of pressure per Feels snap. Like he has nine sacks in his last five games. Josh Uche, who has. Um, been supported heavily by Mina Kimes for a long time. Uh, she's really the only person that's been on Josh Uche Island, and she's cashing in uh, all the credit uh, for knowing that Josh Uche was going to be a star. I, I do have one more rookie I do want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I throw him out there? Please. Go, Arena. Please. Oh, you forgot your special new special teams ace, Brendan Schooler. Oh, like, my God. He's been great all year, actually. He's, He's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> Slater's probably gonna, you know, get weaned out, you know, and enter the next phase of his Patriot life, you know, Patriot way, whatever that is, whatever it's like the elves and Lord of the Rings, they get on dying lands. So Brandon Schooler will just they th- those two, like as gunners, like those are some of the highlights of the night were the punts, because those two are just like surrounding the ball <laughs> and they've done it all year. He- he's so good. sends out you know the pregame fits and it, no one except for Brandon Schooler or whatever is dressed crazy and it, it's always Brandon it. Schooler. Uh, yeah they're getting a lot of production Tyquan Thornton I think could, could yeah. do some things Cole Strange has played a lot he's been up and down after a good start Marcus he's Jones looks good for exactly, sure yeah 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 uh, Cole Strange had some games though where I was like I was started to like do a cut up on him to be like yeah look at this guy and then like he had like a couple streaks or stretches where it was not as great. So I was like, ah, oh, dang, I can't really be a highlight film because he's getting his butt beat. But he's gonna he's gonna be a good player. Like he, I think he was worth the pick. I know that's a weird spot to take him, and there's a big noise about a draft day. But he's gonna be worth it in the long run. He also got benched at one point. Marcus Jones, by of the way, uh, is the only player in the Super Bowl era to have a receiving touchdown, a punt return touch, uh, a punt return touchdown and an interception in a single season. So he was out there a good chunk of this night covering DeAndre Hopkins uh, in the slot, uh, especially after Jack Jones got hurt uh, and uh, holding up well enough. Uh, yeah. he, he's a fun He's a fun player. When, when he got he that catch, I thought he was going to take it all the way quickly before we get to my list of uh, fun players on bad teams. And we're going to keep it quick because, as always, this has gone on way too long. Uh, seven and six, the Patriots... Uh, are actually the seventh seed in the AFC, which is crazy because they just they just don't pass the eye test. I just don't think they're a good team, and I don't think they've improved. And yet they're in the playoffs right now. They have the tiebreaker over uh, the Chargers and the Jets for now. Their next four games, Raiders, Miami, um, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Oof. 
tough, yeah, that's a tough final three. Yeah. I I am saying they finish eight and nine. They beat either the Raiders or the Dolphins and lose the other three. What say you? I uh, That's how I would go about it. Yeah, I, I was going to say two and two uh, to start. That's a moral but victory. It, if they finish nine and eight, that actually might get them into the playoffs. Yeah. I, I kind of think that the Chargers are going to win three out of their last four. Their schedule is very favorable if they can beat yeah. the Titans this week. Uh, but they are the Chargers, so... It's still... They tried. They even tried last night. I, and Yeah. I got to say, I don't want to see this Patriots team in the playoffs in particular, which sounds crazy as... I'm a, I, I don't know. I'm very conflicted as a fan. Like, I don't... I don't want them in <laughs> anymore. nice, though. <laughs> I don't want them in the, these island games anymore. It's just like... Oh, I think after... Three night games in a row. After you've seen, like, the greatest stretch of football being played for 20 years you're just like this is yeah. bad ball they did not deserve to win a football game tonight i don't think anyone would disagree with me on that would you want them to, the bottom to fall out or do you you don't no. like this like dying dying by uh like one guy every i mean it'd be year. even it's worse like... if they lost this game don't get me wrong uh yeah i'm glad they won because the cardinals were just like begging to lose this game but they, begging. they have a lot to work on I think Bill Belichick will have to make changes in the offseason I think it would be a moral victory to get to 9-8 and eight and have winning records with Mac Jones both of these years and, and change the coaches and add some people to the front office and move just on. A, just a couple things not just... the head coach I just mean you know change the offensive staff yeah I think but I think everyone's in agreement too I mean there's like just there's no signs of life like there's not like where it's like okay it's coming together like you know like last year it's like okay this defense is really coming together it's like no no, no. the the offensive line no. people think of, of them as a good running team they are 30th no. in rushing DVOA since uh week 7 yeah that's a long and stretch I, of time 30th i think they're like super high on like negative zero or negative yard gains or something of that sort like yeah it's just a very on that's why i'm saying it's a very frustrating offense i know i'm preaching to the choir but it's just those at you runs are very just uh it's just you can't do that without like a a, a jimmy's and joe's advantage if you're not going to give them an x's and o's advantage all right let's spin it positive the list okay. the top six list today is going to be fun players on not-so-fun teams. Let's hear it. Fun players on unfun teams. Now, Josh Uche fits. Josh Uche is on that list. He could be if I need to get to a sixth. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes has more pressures this year than Bradley Chubb, Khalil Mack, and Josh Sweat, just to pick three random guys. And he has less snaps than than most of those guys. Jerry Hughes is 34 years old and he's never in pass rush situations because he plays on the freaking Texans. Every time Jerry Hughes makes a play, I'm just like, I love you, Jerry Hughes. How are you still he's doing dominant. this? He was trying to kill his teammates, I want to say, against the Dolphins when they, like, the offense had, like, a fumble for a touchdown and a pick six. He he was like, I got to do this all by myself. What are you guys doing? Jerry Hughes has played fantastic this year. That's he, a great call. He'd be, in a, a, he'd be, like, the very good Hall of Fame or, like, the, the yeah. maybe even the great Hall of Fame. Like, you're not there at the Hall of Fame, but, man, he has been so good. Hall of good. Very Good, yeah. Hall of Very yeah. Good. Um, what a player. And he's he's always flying around the field. Uh, Curtis Samuel, I've, I've talked about a lot on this show. I think he's quietly had the Curtis Samuel season everyone has wanted Finally. him to have every time. I swear, tell me if I'm wrong. Every time Curtis Samuel touches the ball, it's a big play in the game. He'll touch it six times, but every time it's a first down for like 14 yards when they absolutely it's, need it. 
it's like this talk that we've heard since he's been in Carolina, like, oh, they're finally going to use him in the backfield. And then he gets hurt. And then it's like, well, we don't want to give him too many touches when he comes back from his injury. And it's like, finally, now you actually see it. And having a, they, uh, Scott Turner's done some cool stuff with them. I know the, the commander's offense is kind of up and down, but like you, they do some cool stuff. Like they do some split backs with him and they do like, they'll hand it off to him on short yardage, but they'll run some like deep routes with him from the backfield. It's, it's creative. He's a creative. He's, He's, I like watching him. Like I enjoy watching him in that offense because they're actually using him in a in an interesting way. Right. You could argue that the, the commanders have graduated above uh, unfun, but I don't know. I'm not always like psyched to watch a commanders game, but he it's, makes it more exciting. Uh, the the yeah. same could be true about the Atlanta Falcons, who at times this season have been fun, but they're also five and eight. I'm throwing out a surprise here. I'm throwing Desmond Ritter on my fun players on an unfun team. They're going to pandering. His, his presence makes him more fun. Yes, I know you're a Desmond Ritter fan, so I just was curious to hear your thoughts about Desmond Ritter oh. uh, entering a division uh, race here at five and eight. I'm I like I, I love Arthur Smith just, you know, dragged his feet to the bye week. I, I love that he stuck to his guns. He's I, his curmudgeonness is awesome against like fantasy and everything. I, I I've been loving it. I think also Arthur Smith is a very very good football coach, but they'll pay dividends down the road. That's one of my takes this year. Hmm. Uh, but having said that, the Desmond Ritter stuff is one guy that I was surprised in this draft process how much I liked him. This quarterback class was not great, uh, and he was the one that I said I would have taken a chance on if I was picking you know in that picket range or the early second. Um, I, I think it's just that he is a competitive guy. He's athletic, but he's also competitive and smart. And I think he understands football. Like in the preseason, he was already handing, handling protection checks, which is always a good sign. We talked about that with Mac Jones. Um, seeing that any a third-round rookie doing that is so great. His accuracy can come and go, but it's not – it's kind of underrated, I think. I just think this guy well, is going to be... it was talked like, like that it was a huge weakness. And you and, and I but, thought it was like, okay, it wasn't great. It's fine. It's streaky. It, it, he has the problem that a lot of line drive throwers have, that Tannehill and Herbert, I'm not saying he has that accuracy level, but how their throwing style is, when they miss, they miss. It's a spray because it's just, there's no touch on it. It's just, vroom, it's just a line drive. And I think that's his issue. I think Mike his, White his is a little spot. like that, surprisingly. Yeah. I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm I figured he would be different. Yes. And those guys aren't guppies. They don't, they push the ball. So that's why you're going to see some misses because they're not checking it down every freaking snap. That's why. That's why I liked him is because he was progressing from the pocket. He was a good athlete that didn't, he used his athleticism last. That's why I liked him. And on top of it, I just heard that just great teammate, like just psycho competitive, which those are the guys I want to take a chance on. I'm, I'm excited to see this. I, I think there's going to be some opportunities in that offense, even with Kyle Pitts. Hurt. All right. I was pandering uh, by throwing Thank Ritter you. on this list, but he, I think he's entering a good situation. Yeah. I actually think the offensive line is good. The running game is good. And the schedule's okay. At New Orleans yes. this week, then at Baltimore, which is very challenging, then home for Arizona and Tampa Bay. Some pretty tricky defensive coordinators, to be fair, uh, throughout the rest of the way. Vance Joseph, Todd Bowles, Dennis Allen, right. and Baltimore. It's, it's not easy, but I think the situation in terms of the running game and the offensive yeah. line, and I think he'll be a bigger part of the running game than people think. I'm looking forward to it quickly because we really do got to go. I like Draymond Jones on the Broncos. He's been yeah. playing well all season. Maybe a, like a top 10 interior rusher this year. Absolutely. The jo- I like the Jones, the J- DJ Jones, the Draymond Jones. DJ man. Jones uh, and uh, Isaiah Rogers is a guy I'm going to throw out on the Colts who's been playing really well at cornerback, probably not getting a lot of love, but having a nice season. I re- Isaiah Rogers. And just to go out with a, a controversial bang. Oh. 
I'm going to say Mitch Trubisky is kind of fun to watch right now, just going total YOLO every time he's in there. I I at least like that he's using the weapons that they have. It doesn't hurt me that he throws these interceptions. He had like five big-time throws in that game. If you watch that game and you you took away the interceptions, you'd be like, wow, this is some entertaining football. So that's a fun player on an unfun team for right now. I love it. That that's exact how he played this weekend after after Pickett got hurt was exactly how I thought the Trubisky experience would be with the Steelers. Just let him run around a little bit. Just let him, you know, go have some fun out there. That's so much better than you seeing a guy turtle up in the pocket. You know, just let him run around, just trying to throw something deep. No, I totally agree with that one. I although when you saw a stat line flash up, there was a you saw the turnovers also flash. I know. I watched well. every snap of that game, and two of the interceptions were bad. One was a <laughs> was a great play by Queen, but he. I think it was actually better than he was in Chicago, where like the the quality of the good throws were quite good, and it's fun to see George Pick and Deontay Johnson actually being used. Yes. Nate Tice, uh, good to use your talent here. Uh, wow. I've kept you too long. You're a, a new father. How is that going for you here? You're you're. <laughs> I'm uh, not sleeping, how, how <laughs> but it's going really. How old are we talking? Uh, is the baby? He's mm. a month, a month old. I feel, I feel bad for even having you on the show. You didn't, you didn't take oh, any fine. time off. How did that go over? You just like we're back on the athletic podcast that week, essentially, like days I, later. I took a week off. Okay, yeah, you took a yeah. week off. So we, it, it was my. He was overcooked. You know, it was like he was past due, the due date, mm. and so. I had this all planned out. It was great. I'll basically take a week and a half off and then I can just do the pods. And then my wife even understood. She's like, I know you want to do the Sunday show. I was like, I, I do. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sit there. So yeah, I only took two shows off and I went right back to it, but it was because he was overcooked. He was well done. So uh, yeah, but he came out at nine pounds. He was a, uh, he was a hefty boy. That was uh, but yeah, he's, he's gigantic and he's awesome. And I, I mean, I'm he's not it. like a filet petite filet here. What do you, what, what no. does that matter in terms of how much time you're taking off that he was overcooked or not? No, it was it, it was just how I had it planned in my head. I, I thought see. I was going to take those shows off, but it turned out those were before it all happened, so I didn't really get the afterwards. But no, I just I just love doing the show. That's that's the excuse I'm going to have. And I, I don't think I could sit on my hands and not do a podcast after watching. Sleeping like right NFL now, Sunday. you're you're honking yeah. loudly in your home. It's you know getting late here in Las Vegas. Is he, he's asleep right now? I'm glad he's asleep. He's but, a good sleeper, so that's good. All right, that game. Would probably yeah, put, yeah, I just showed him, him the first half. Sleep. I know. Um, <laughs> and he was out. Fun to have you on, Nate. We Thanks will uh, do it again. Yeah, everyone check out Nate and Robert Mays and uh, all the guests Robert has on throughout the week on the Athletic Football Show. We'll be back on Tuesday. Colin, Colleen Wolf uh, will be in the studio. We got a, a special guest who used to be on the show. Uh, quite a bit back in the day. So that's a little teaser for you on Tuesday. And then we move on with the preview show, the Friday fun show, and it rolls on and on into week 15 for Nate Tice, Justin Graver, behind the glass. I'm Greg Rosenthal. See you on Tuesday. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.